Welcome back to the Healthy Diabetic Podcast. Before we get started, please remember that nothing that you hear on this podcast should be considered medical advice or otherwise. Please always consult your medical team before making any changes to your diabetes management. Also, make sure that you like, subscribe to the show. If you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, I really would appreciate a five-star review and a written review. Um, every review, every five-star review uh, really helps the show grow and the show is continuing to grow every single week. So I really appreciate all of you for continuing to come on every single week and listen and engage in these conversations. I really hope that you're getting some really good value out of all of these conversations because uh, you're, you're why I'm doing this. You're why I'm doing this. Uh, I started this podcast in 2020 during covid um, as something really cool to do and it's really involved evolved into something special for me to being able to have a platform to talk about diabetes but also hopefully for with you guys being able to get a lot of value out of my thought processes and the in the thought processes of the guests that i'm bringing on so again thank you for all of you for continuing to listen every single week if you know someone that uh you think is could get value out of these out of these episodes and these conversations please share the podcast with that special person um we all could use a positive voice in our day and our week and our month and our year um all of us could use that positive voice and i really hope this podcast is that for you and someone special to you okay let's dive into this because i'm really pumped about this episode um, if you've been following me for the past, I don't know, three, four five months, you know that I've been talking a lot about nutrition. You've been, know, I've been talking a lot about A1C and, uh, I have not made my thought processes and, and my feelings about this A1C number, um, secret. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this today. So I'm sure you're intrigued by the title of this episode. This is a brand new series that I'm going to get get started here on the podcast. I'm really pumped for it. I got like 20 some different topics all designated around this thought process of diabetes non-negotiables. What are the non-negotiables in diabetes that I really focus on? And so I'm really excited to bring these topics to you. And today it's A1C, non-negotiable. What is What does that mean for me? So A1C for me, my non-negotiable with A1C is I do not allow Whatever my A1C number is every three to four months when I get it done, I do not allow that number to define who I am as a diabetic. And the reason I say that is because you probably, like me, are someone who, when you were first diagnosed, maybe you are first diagnosed, you probably have been in a position where you're putting the blame game on yourself. You've probably been in a position where you uh, have been identified or... Uh, felt compelled about that A1C number. The reality and the truth of the matter is, is too many people in our community, too many diabetics focus, stay so hyper-focused on this A1C number that it overwhelms everything else. The A1C, your A1C that you get every three to four months doesn't it all it is is a tool and and that is what I look at with this number it's a tool because it can give me some insight on what's been going on right here's the example my previous a1c about six months ago was 6.1 I've been basically 6.1 for the past 
I don't know, year and a half, almost two years. And this past one that I got in November was 6.4. Why is that? That's a great question. Because when we get these numbers, whether it's higher than your previous one, lower than your previous one, the same as your previous one, that number can give you insight and clarity on what could possibly be going on with your blood sugars, right? So for me, that is a a difficult number to take, but I know why that number happened. That number happened because I had two really big sicknesses in that three to four month span, GI bugs that knocked me down. So my appetite was jacked up. My exercise routine was jacked up. My food intake was jacked up. So all of these things were happening um, because of these two um, things that happened, these two sicknesses that happened. Also, I had multiple, way more than usual, multiple site problems. Insulin resistance, probably because of the sicknesses. Insulin resistance because of bad sites. And when that happens, that makes our blood sugars fluctuate. And it was on me because... I did not proactively change out the sites fast enough. I have a whole protocol, a whole series of things I've talked about before about if I've got fluctuating or sticky blood sugars, I got a, a whole six to seven step process that I go through that uh, helps to get past that very quickly, get past those, those tricky blood sugars, those sticky blood sugars very, very quickly. And I wasn't following that because I was sick, because things were going on in my life. That happens. So now that I understand what happened in the past, now I know what needs to change in the future. If I don't ask myself any of these questions, if from when I went from a 6.1 for almost a year and a half, two years, to a 6.4 in the span of three to four months, if I don't ask myself those questions in that time frame and try to figure out what happened, then What's to say the next one isn't going to be the same result? Be the result that I don't actually want. Because I think that's the other thing that we have to think about here. What, what is the A1C result that we actually want? And you have to figure that out for yourself. Because it can't be, it can't be what the doctor says. It can't be what I say. It, can't, it has to be what you feel comfortable at. And if you're killing yourself getting down to 6.0, 6.2, or even below, if you're killing yourself and it's a challenge and it's just, you can't, you're constantly going low or you, you, can't, you can't figure out how to stay steady in range in a good, healthy, healthy range. Um, because depending on what your in range is, if that's healthy for you, right? And this is why I say this because I don't agree. I will, I will take a stand and, and live and die by this sword. And every person is different. I do not agree with the standard in-range variation, not variation, but the standard in-range numbers, the low and the high, the standard in-range number that the medical system goes by is 80 to 180. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're constantly, and that's your in-range, right? So the other thing that irritates me with this in-range and with our A1C is I'll see posts all the time, 99% in range. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Great. Great for you. hundred percent in range for seven days, hundred, 90% in range for seven days or longer, whatever it is. That's awesome. But what is your in range number? What's your low number? What's your high number? Because I tell you what, 
my in range is typically on on really really good days where my insulin sensitivity is super heightened everything's doing really well my exercise is on point my eating's on point my sleep is on point my hydration's on, everything is going well typically i'm between 80 and 85% because my low number is 80 and my high number is 150 so if i go to 151 i'm out of range because i want to be really tight i want to be really tight in my control I don't want to go to 160. I don't want to go to 170. I don't want to go to 200 plus. I don't want to do that. So that for me is how I define what my A1C is and what my in-range number is. And you have to figure out what that's going to be for you, where you feel the most comfortable. So let's go back into this A1C thought process. So when we think about A1C, you really need to think about what your A1C, what you actually want your A1C to be. And then you work backwards from there. Of everything else that kind of works within that actual number and saying that i want to, I, I just want to reiterate that that number shouldn't define every single decision that you make i should i'm not going to make my decision on my diabetes management just because oh um this is actually going to impact my a1c that's great but again we're we're, we're splitting hairs here on how are we going to define and what you want actually want to look at with the A1C? It's just an average number. It's all it is. And us being so hyper-focused on that number and, and having every single little decision that we make based off of that number, isn't. I don't believe that's, that's sustainable emotionally. I know for me, it's not. If I'm hyper-focused on that number and every decision I'm making is based off of that number, I, I'm just, it just drives me crazy. And I get too caught up in that number. Now, what I, what I do focus on doing is I'm making decisions based off of what my blood sugar is right now in this, in this second, that's what I'm making decisions off of. If I'm going to a restaurant and I want to eat a burger and some fries, I'm asking myself two questions. I'm asking myself, what is my blood sugar now? And how's my blood sugars been? Have I been insulin resistant? Have I been insulin sensitive? Have my blood sugars been in range um, over the past couple of days? Because that's going to allow me to say to myself, okay, well, my blood sugars have been in range and they've been really good. So I'm going to treat myself or my blood sugars haven't been in range. I've been sick. I've been what's, whatever's going on. I'm insulin resistant. I know I am because my blood sugars are sticky and they're, they're running high or they're fluctuating. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a different food choice. That's the way my brain works. You got to figure out how your brain works. But just these simple thought processes that can ultimately help the A1C, but not allow us, not make us be hyper-focused on that A1C. Because all the other decisions that you make will ultimately, yes, affect your A1C. So if you're making these really good decisions for yourself based off of your blood sugar, where it is now, where it has been in the past, and what possibly it could be in the future based off of, am I going to practice? Am I going to, to exercise um, in the next couple hours? Am I What type of uh, meal am I eating right now? Is it a little bit higher glycemic meal because I need some more carbohydrates? We're... we're we're getting deep into this, but all of these things go into your A1C and it sh we're not, we shouldn't be making decisions based off of your A1C number. We should be making decisions based off of how you want to live your life and you should be making decisions based off of what your blood sugar is right this second. Now, those of you who are not on a CGM, that strategy becomes a little bit harder, 100%. 100% that strategy becomes a little bit harder because now you're literally having to prick all the time. 
which I think that we should be doing that anyway. If you're not on a CGM, you should be pricking at least six, seven, eight, maybe even 12 times a day because you should be pricking before you before you consume food. You should be pricking um, an hour or so after you consume food, which that's standard. That's what your doctor is going to tell you. But then you also need to be pricking throughout the whole entire day. If you're exercising, you should be pricking yourself and testing your blood sugar before exercise because you need to know if you need to ramp up your insulin, maybe turn up a, a temp basal, or you need to need to know if you need to suspend some insulin if you're on a pump, or if you need to give yourself some type of micro bolus if you're on MDI, or if you don't need to give yourself my, uh, uh, a micro bolus. You know, so many things go into this thought process of diabetes management. So many things. And the one thing that I have become very, very successful with my blood sugars is, is not being hyper-focused on all of those little things, only being hyper-focused on the things that, one, I have put into my management my management system and my management plan, but also being hyper-focused on the things that I want to be hyper-focused on. I don't want to be focused on a thousand, what is it, a hundred plus decisions that we make every day. That That's going to make anybody crazy. So you you take the trends of the decisions that you make, right? So typically on a, on a, on a daily basis, you probably make somewhere between 12 to 20 different decisions every single day. And I'm looking at those decisions, taking those decisions into, uh, you know, into my thought process. And then I'm hyper-focused on those specific decisions. If I make 20 decisions every single day, I might be hyper-focused on 10 to 12 of them, maybe 13 of them, because those decisions are decisions that happen every single day. If it's the same 20 decisions every single day, great. Then you need to be hyper-focused on 20 decisions. So the things that are happening in our life with diabetes, those things should be part of our management style in terms of how we think about the day-to-day. And the, one thing, the other thing that's really helped me rationalize and clarify a lot of that for me is routines and consistency. The more consistent I am with a routine, the better my blood sugars are because I don't have to think so much. It doesn't become this humongous jigsaw puzzle. Even though I love the jigsaw puzzle, I love figuring out the why, uh, the why something happened. I love that. As as me being a coach and me being the person I am, I love that. I love the jigsaw puzzle. But it also is daunting. It's a daunting thing to think about the jigsaw puzzle every single freaking day. 100% it is. So the easier that we can make that jigsaw puzzle by looking at the trends of the things that happen every single day, the better off your blood sugars will be, and ultimately, the better your A1C will ultimately be. This is going to be a really fun, continued conversation on the things that I believe for me, my diabetes non-negotiable, my diabetes non-negotiable with the A1C is it does not define who I am. It is a tool that I use to figure out past things that are happening, things I need to improve upon, and allows me to take all that information and continue to evolve my management style. That is the only thing that number does. This is how I define what this means to me, and this is what this means to me. Because any, if you're not defining things for yourself 
and just listening to what other people are saying in terms of this is what this other really successful person does, or this is what this my doctor told me to do. You're you're not being true to who you are and yourself. Really think about the words and the things that I'm saying. Really think about other people that you listen to or watch on social media and what they're saying. Listen to what your doctor says because the more information that you have, the more questions you can answer and the more ultim- the better you are in a position to be able to figure out what works for you because that's the ultimate goal. Our only job as diabetics is to figure out what works for us. And the crazy thing is, is that's always different, which I think is insane to me. I talk about that thought process so much and it's, and I just truly believe in it that our only job is to figure out what works for us, but that is not an easy task to do because it's, this condition is ever evolving. How you respond to specific foods now is not going to be the same how you respond to specific foods in five years. It's just not. If you're a young female or a young male that's, you know, going, starting puberty right now and you've been diagnosed for two or three years, how your body responds to diabetes right now going through puberty and growing into a young man and a young woman is going to be different than you, than how your diabetes responds or how you respond to diabetes um, when you're 20, when you're 30, when you're 40, when you have kids. It just, it just, it's, it's so fascinating to me. But anyways, A1C, don't let it define you. It does not define who you are. Ask questions. Be curious. I hope this all resonates with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.